Hello, everyone. So this is Pegs and Kisses. It is going to be sounding a little different than what we've done in previous episodes. Um, And the reason for that is Colleen and I have decided to make this episode um, more in reaction to everything that has happened. Um, As I'm sure all of you know, um, we, America, has just recently witnessed another um, let me rephrase that here. America has lost another black life to police brutality. Um, George Floyd's name is now added to the long growing list of names of black bodies that have been lost to police brutality, to racism, to specifically white violence. Um, and we just felt that this week we could not with our usual uh, topics of celebrities and we need um, we figured since we have this podcast, use our voices to stand up and to say something um, as we encourage all of you in spaces as well. So starting us off, um, Colleen has volunteered to give a reaction um, from her point of view of everything that went on. Um, Colleen, can you share with us your identity um, and share with us your reaction because of that identity. Um, so I am half Mexican and half white. Um, and as a person of color um, re- reacting to um, this tragedy, I think like many other people, I am heartbroken and it's insane to me that this is still something that is happening and has been happening. Um, um, and this is kind of something I've already said to Mary, um, but this, I think we both thought that it would be important to say um, on the podcast as well, um, because I think a lot of non people of color can probably relate in some way um, that I just flat out needed to apologize. Um, Mary and her family have been considered my family for most of my life. And for someone that I consider um, as close as a sister, I've let her down with my silence. Um, For years, I kind of just sat on the sidelines thinking I was silently supporting uh, when in reality that, isn't support or being an ally at all not even a little bit um i used so many different excuses for not speaking up i would talk myself out of it by saying well i don't use my socials for political posts or mary knows she has my support or what could my voice possibly do or even what if I say the wrong thing and get dragged and it just, you know, <laughs> Twitter cancel culture. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, all I can really say after some major self-reflecting, even just this week is, wow, your privilege is really showing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how much privilege must one have in order to not have to speak up? Mm-hmm. Um, the fear of saying the wrong thing should never stop you from doing the right thing. Um, and I've always kind of, like, I've always known I've had white privilege, even being half Mexican, like, I was doused in white privilege my entire (laughs) childhood. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just want to be so much more aware of it. And I've made a promise to marry And just using this platform, I'd like to publicly share that I will do everything I can to be more educated on this. And I'm putting in the work to be and do so much better to learn and unlearn all of those things. Um, So, yeah, I think that's kind of been my reaction. Just, you know, calling doing a call to action for myself yeah calling yourself out in a way yeah 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 Yeah, well Colleen I appreciate you sharing that with everybody and um sharing those things with me as well um 
yeah, I think we'll kind of get in, more into talking about some of the things you brought up a little later. Um, mm-hmm. But I can say, so I'm, I'm black. I'm a black woman, and every time this happens, a lot, it's um, always, always a little earth shattering. Um, mm-hmm. Every time, I just think, oh, not again. Uh, why again? And from there, my thoughts always spiral to, um, now these are just my thoughts. I just want to put a disclaimer right now in the beginning of this. I never have or will um, or can speak for all Black people or the Black community. I am only speaking for myself and my own personal experiences. Please do not take anything I say and apply it to all Black people. Um, Do not pit what I say against other Black people. Um, I'm just sharing my own thoughts but when this, these things happen I um I do think about it first just starts with that that disappointment of ah, oh, we're still here we're still doing this we're still fighting this and then it's like ah, oh, another hashtag then I think oh, I go to thinking about my family because that's who I see when I see these things happen I see my brother my dad my uncle my you know my cousins my aunts my mom my sister I see all my family members when this happens and so it it hurts it hurts really bad I was telling my mom that it feels like a death in the family and it it is and so that's kind of where it goes to and then I go to I always go to social media which uh, okay it's can be helpful, can be hurtful, you know, too much of a good thing. And mm-hmm. I look at what other people are saying and I immediately look at the people I follow. And if I am, can scroll through my Instagram feed and not see a single thing about what is happening, I know that I'm not following the right people. And sometimes I know, okay, I got to give it a day. Sometimes some people are just grieving. Some people are just struggling with what to say. Okay, I get it. So then the next day I go through and I look and I, again, am I seeing that? Am I, what am I seeing other people saying? And I struggle with a little bit of internal um, grieving self. So, and I always, I feel like every time this happens, I always call my mom. So, you know, I gave her Mm -hmm. a call this time and um, we talked and because it does hurt. And, you know, of course she was like, you gotta stay off social media because it's just gonna like it's just gonna hurt and mm-hmm. but this time I this time was a little different this saw more on my social media I saw a lot more from my friends and the influencers that I follow and that was really encouraging I think in the beginning um it it was a little slow of you know a couple posts here and there and then now it's it is what I see which is great to know that I follow some pretty awesome people and that I am friends with some pretty awesome people who are willing to use those platforms to speak up and speak out and that and then um yeah but I think so when these things happen I personally check on my family check on my what everyone else around me is saying mm-hmm yeah, a little bit of self-preservation, a little bit of self-care, and a little bit of some protesting work. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So Colleen and I have um, cited, well, actually, I, I, we were struggling with how, like, what to do with this pod, and uh, we knew we had to say something. We knew we had to do something. And I kind of figured, okay, I think it's okay if we reach out to other people to get maybe some some questions um, that people have just been wondering. So we reached out to you listeners and got a, a lot of really great questions. Um, and as me and Colleen go through them, it's more of a... I'm hoping to have more of a conversation about some of these questions and about some of, because some of them are, I feel like a little pointed toward my own experience as a black woman, but then also just 
um, Colleen and I can both answer a couple of these from both of our places of identity. Um, Mm -hmm. And so hope to give you a little more education on things, which I posted this in some of my socials. You cannot just expect this from people of color. You cannot just expect this from black indigenous people of color to educate you on these things. Um, But I am putting myself in this situation, in this um, environment to do that. So that is why I'm willingly answering these questions. Um, But don't, I wouldn't suggest just, I don't know, going around to everybody you know and being like, so what do you think about this? What what is like te- teach me more about this? That's that's really not what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. And and thank you for doing this because not everybody has the opportunity to ask these questions. And you know, obviously these are based on your experience. And that's I don't know, that's just it's helpful for everybody to be able to you know we're all kind of wondering certain things and uh it's just we're really grateful that you are doing this yeah i mean you know put myself out there i also am putting myself in risk of cancel culture but we're doing it (laughs) (laughs) don't cancel mary (laughs) don't cancel colleen (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) yeah that too (laughs) All right. Um, So um, our first question is, how do you lead by example or bring a call to action um, via like social media or to your friends without virtue signaling? Okay, here's so I had to look up this term virtue signaling. I had never heard about it, Mm -hmm. which little pro tip here if there's a phrase or something you haven't heard of this is what I mean by don't ask black people or people of color like you can I googled this myself you can also just google what this these things mean people have put it out on the internet you you don't have to even if the person shared it in their post you do not have to respond saying oh what did that mean Google it first. If you can't find the answer, <laughs> then try to ask that person. So yes. virtue signaling, which I have a feeling that other people don't know what this is. So I'm going to define it. The definition I mm-hmm. found is the action of publicly expressing opinions intended to demonstrate your own good character or moral, moral correctness. Mm. So yes, you are always going, I feel like you're always going to run into the fear of doing that, of like posting something and being like, um, and having other people interpret it as, oh, look at me, I look so good. Oh, look at me, I did this really cool thing. Yes, you right. are going to run into that. And some people might call you out on it and you're going to have to sit with that. But I think leading by example, especially on social media, um, it's, um, in these in these scenarios, with what happened to George Floyd, um, a lot a lot of times those like chain things get sent out of like tag ten black people you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you God. know it's okay yeah. okay <laughs> and um, I and I almost like don't have an answer for it because like I said people I feel like some people are just going to judge you for this but then I also Mm -hmm. think about the fact that some people are actually going to really thank you for it and true yeah And even though you're might be because sometimes people just share like what other people say um and sometimes it's out of fear of not wanting to say the wrong thing yourself I get that um when you get comfortable with it if you can share your own thoughts or your own feelings I would highly recommend you do it and I would highly recommend that you even do share reshare some of the things that you see um, that really stick with you mostly because mm-hmm. when like when you do that I mean other people are going to see that right and you you could be the only person on someone's feed who has shared that thing and that could be the mm-hmm. only interaction that they have with what's going on so if you shared it 
then at least that other person can see it. Yeah, that's and leading by example. I mean, for non-black people, like I think putting your money where your mouth is is really great. Like if you have the means to um, doing it, Mm -hmm. and I know lots of people were like, "Oh, I did it!" Like, look, this is my receipt of me doing it, and. Yes, again, people are going to judge you to say, well, great, you didn't need to show us that. But at the same time, then somebody else might also say, oh, I'm so glad you shared that because I didn't know. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like you got to do it and you got to be okay with the fact that people are going to come at you with maybe from both sides. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Because, I mean, I feel like this happens more with non-black people I think that when it's coming out of a place of love um, like it's gonna be like that'll be known and I think that like everyone's always going to have an opinion Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. personally donated and felt very uncomfortable sharing the receipt but I also saw a lot of people saying like kind of like the putting your money where your mouth is type thing you know like like oh you did it you know kind of thing and I really don't usually share that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but it was kind of like one of those like instead I just challenged my followers I'm like match me you know like do you know do what you can kind of thing but like I think it just I think everyone's always going to have an opinion Mm -hmm. and um at this point, I think that it really, I, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does, but as if you're doing it out of a place of love, then I don't see, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and I think I just saw something of, um, like, um, don't do, don't do it to look for that like justification from a black person or from like a person of color don't do it for that Mm -hmm. and if you do receive that something I saw somebody said because I said that to somebody I was like oh thank you for this and they're like I do not um oh shoot I have to look it up but it was like I'm receiving your thanks but I by all means Mm -hmm. do not um honestly need your thanks hang on let me see it was um yeah basically just um I guess they just said oh don't thank me um because I have I'm doing like I have to do this but I'm receiving your thanks and I hear you right Mm -hmm. so someone comes at you like that okay 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 same I they say oh thank you thank you I, you do not have to thank me. This is something I had to do, but I receive your thanks and mm-hmm. I hear you. Could be mm-hmm. a good response. No, that's Could be a good response. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another question we had. Um, how do people put in the work? Um, this is something I brought up of a couple times, like don't ask every like don't ask for handouts from you know black and indigenous people of color don't do it like you have to do in the work yourself it's something I always say but I guess a little direction on how do you put in that work might be helpful um and I can again speaking from my own experience when I um, started these conversations on race because I also had to start these and had to begin this work of anti-racist work um I I'm a reader, and so I first originally just turned to books. Like, okay, I want to know about race. Literally typed in race and then <laughs> tried to, like, comb through, like, all these books. And what's really great is now on social media, there are tons of book lists that are being, like, shared and put out by people. And they're fantastic books. I think anytime you can get a book that is written and endorsed by other, by, by Black people, you're doing a great job. Um, but I do understand that um, white people do kind of need and it's a little unfortunate because as much as I want to say listen to people of color, listen to people of color, read more books by them, I do understand that um, white people sometimes need to hear it from 
other white people and mm-hmm. I get that but there's also books written by white people about these things um and so putting in the work requires you actually getting these books or reading these books um even just articles online um yeah you'll kind of have to sift through a lot to figure out is this a reputable article is it not should I really listen to Mm -hmm. what this person has said nine times out of ten if it's persons black they're going to be okay maybe eight times out of ten they're going to be correct um (laughs) but (laughs) listen to the people the black indigenous people around you um and what they're saying um because I think that they they have spoken out about like books, articles, people you can follow, um, things you can see. Conscious Kid is a person, or not the person organization, on Instagram that is amazing. And from a teacher standpoint, they put out really great stuff. And I highly recommend following them. So just like putting in the work means finding those people, following those people, finding these books, um, doing that. And then it also means um, calling out racism when you see it anti-racism can only happen like when you call out the racism in yourself and you call it out in other people and when you call in other people to this conversation when you tell your friends hey I'm looking for a book about white fragility does anyone know of any or would anyone be read this with me or hey I just read this book anyone want to talk about this I feel like to me that sounds like Mm -hmm. putting in the work yeah, I think so too. Just putting in the time, like it's like anything else you want to be mm-hmm. good at, you know. Yeah. And another part of it is um, putting it. It takes work to sit in uncomfortable spots, spaces. It, it's like mentally exhausting, and so that that does take work to sit in those spaces. And so mm-hmm. when you if you do get called out, putting in the work of figuring out. Why did I get called out? Or if you see something and you're like, this makes me uncomfortable. Why does it make me uncomfortable? What is this person saying that I have like a discomfort with? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really good. I think um, I completely agree. Our, okay. So our next question is a little bit long. Um says so making the comparison to LGBTQ plus community, you hear sometimes that gays are rapists and predators, but that doesn't represent all of us. A very small percentage and mostly gay men, but we all get the short end of the stick. Do you think that everything going on is a representation? of the community at large or a small percentage for example those who are rioting and looting in the same vein police officers i keep seeing things that are saying it doesn't matter if you have one good cop they're all bad do you agree Oof, there's a lot in this question uh yeah, yeah one of the things loaded. that i thought of though when you say um like representative of a large community that right there that's stereotypes mm-hmm. right like yeah, so that's kind of what I was thinking obviously, too. no, because stereotypes are true for some, but not for all. So obviously, right. I don't think that what's going on is representative of the whole community. And um, mm-hmm. in terms of the, I kind of forgot part of it. Oh, in terms of like the, um, all cops are bad cops. Okay, again, just mm-hmm. speaking from my own self. Um, there, I feel like there's a couple of reasons why people say this. Um, I mean, one, as a black person, personally, I don't know what's a bad cop and what's a good cop. I don't know that when I get pulled over, they're not going to, like, they're not going to kill me. I don't know that. So I kind of had to have to assume the worst and hope for the best. So, yeah, from that point of view, some people are saying, no, all cops are bad cops because I don't know the good. And I can't walk around just assuming they're all good because I'm hearing on the news of all these bad ones. 
right? And right. There's a lot there. Um, and then I was looking a little bit more into, haha, here I am putting in the work, looking into more into the history <laughs> of cops. Okay. In America, cops mm-hmm. are established to protect white people. I l- found all of this on time, like time, consider that a like pretty neutral, reputable source. So it said mm-hmm. that they were originally like used to uphold like slavery to keep the slaves Mm -hmm. being slaves that's what they were designed for and then it kind of transferred to protecting white people specifically from um, immigrants from Germans, Irish, Japanese, Chinese all of them and then it kind of then started to switch into um like the protecting people from organized labor and kind of all the riots that happened there. Okay. So like systemically it's a racist system, but America is also systemically yes. racist. So there's really not much of a surprise there. Mm-hmm. So are all cops bad as a black person? My mind says Yes. And yeah, you can argue with me yeah. all you want, but that's just what my mind has to think. Self-preservation. But. Yeah, I think the worst until proven uh-huh. otherwise. Which then I know people will say, well, that must be what they think about black. You can't make that argument, though. I don't yeah, think it goes true. both ways. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thoughts there. Um but don't I? I don't think it's ever fair. Having said that, don't think it's fair to clump everyone together. I just have to. Yeah, I just yeah, personally, I have agreed. to think that way as a black person. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's that is fair. Completely fair. Um, another question we had. How should I check in with my black friends during this time? Okay. Do what you do when typically when somebody has died in your friend's family. What do you do when somebody has died in your friend's family? That's kind of how you check in with your black friends, or at least with me. I will say with me, that's how you check in with me. Um, you can text me. Don't expect me, though, to give you anything in return. Don't expect me to give you any praise mm-hmm. in return or even a thank you. And then show up. Show up for me when I need you to, when I ask you to. Mm-hmm. Um, call out your own family members and your own friends, especially for white Got to call them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, oh, and never. Okay. Really our quick, next sorry. question. Never oh, make it about yourself. There. Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Don't good. come to me saying. Just how hard it's been for you. You 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 have to ask right. me how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um. So okay. So, do you have any advice on how um, non-people of color uh, should speak when they when they speak on this subject? I guess. That would have to be like publicly, like maybe on socials. We kind of touched on that a little bit already. Um, just like reposting things that like stick out to you or really yeah. strike a and chord never, with you. Never speak that like right? as if you are the expert. I don't think that right. Anybody is an expert. I definitely am not. I'm still learning. I'm still unlearning in my own life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a huge thing yeah, is when you speak on these things, speak on you, from your own personal experience or from um, your own point of view. Don't, I don't know, don't. Um, yeah, I think one of the like rules that I've been taught for when you have conversations on race is use I statements. And so I feel like that always helps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good. Okay. Do you have another no, one? Oh, uh, I'm going to save this one. Okay. Um, is saying, I can't believe things like this still happen, an ignorant thing to say, and how do you feel when people say things yeah. like this? Yes. Yes, it is ignorant. I'm, that's uncomfortable to hear, and you're going to have to sit with that, but yeah, it's ignorant. And the reason why is because mm. I, I, it, it, when I hear that, Okay, first let me say intent versus impact. There's always a conversation about, like, I know, like, you may have intended, like, the best when you said this, but the impact that it had on me was not what you intended, and it was harm more harmful mm-hmm. than your intentions were good. Um, So I mm-hmm. know, like, pe- people say this, and I know their intent is, like, just that shock and just that sadness and mm-hmm. that's just that like coming out but my my reaction to it is it is ignorant and the reason why is because first off it is 2020 these things have been happening for hundreds of years hundreds of years and mm-hmm. when you say that it shocks you it's it's saying that as if you it's as if you are saying, oh, I never paid attention in history class. I don't know what slavery is. I don't know what racism is. Right. That's kind of what I hear. And not only that, but because when these things happen, I just have always, I have always known. I mean, I grew up with racism. Racism wasn't I learned about it, it as a thing I lived and that way I experienced. And so mm-hmm. I can't as a black woman myself, I don't get to like ignore these things because they're happening to people who look just like me. They could happen to me. So obviously I'm going to be more aware of it because how can I not be? And so when I hear other people saying Mm -hmm. it, it's as if they're just kind of saying, Oh yeah, I just didn't didn't pay attention, which is weird to me because I'm like, right, it, it's 2020. You you need to wake up. You need to pay attention. And I think mm-hmm. that's also when Black people say like, like listen to us, because this is what we're saying that mm-hmm. these things aren't new to us. This is what we grow up hearing. This is what we all have our parents telling us about. Yeah. So it does, it is ignorant and that's an uncomfortable thing that you're going to, people are going to have to kind of sit with, but yeah, it is. I think this is even just like, I mean, learning for me too. It's like, I'm pretty sure I even said that Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the podcast, but I think it's like, go for it. Go ahead. It's, it's like you said, like the you know intent versus impact thing like yeah you can just be reacting to it out loud like oh my gosh I can't believe this you know but like just realizing like Mm -hmm. the weight your words have and how it would feel um hearing something like that when you know like you said it's been it's Mm -hmm. always been like this like one of those things where it's every day I know this every day this is something I have to deal with in the way that mm-hmm. people treat me, in the way that people look at me, I deal with these racist things. And so when it escalates to the point that somebody has killed somebody else, I'm like, well, that makes sense. There was a thing called the KKK. 
newsflash mm-hmm. no nah, those people didn't necessarily go away people still have those beliefs right sometimes they make them more right. known than others but it's still out there mm-hmm. well and just kind of going off of that the next question is kind of similar it's like did your parents ever tell you what to do when an officer picks you out of a crowd or if so how did that conversation go what would you tell your future children when a tragedy like this happened Um, I the fact that I can't remember like an explicit like me being sat sat down and told this is what you do when a cop pulls you over um I can't remember that so obviously that didn't happen otherwise I think I would um but I'm I know my mom and has definitely alluded to it um to the fact that I have to act I yeah I have to act differently and um I can't do certain things because of the color of my skin um I remember my Mm -hmm. okay I'm sharing this story and I feel like I you know what no I'm not going to because Okay, sorry, really quick. This is like a, um, I'm trying to use I statements because this did still affect me, but it's not entirely my story. So I'm just going to say a black person I know got pulled over and that I'm close to. And I know um, they were speeding and they they got a ticket. Um, They weren't speeding much, but just the idea of them getting pulled over um whereas all of their other white friends have either never been pulled over for going much faster or pulled over with just a warning when this black person immediately got a ticket and I remember hearing this story and my mom's reaction to it was that's going to happen when you are when you're black when you look this way when you are this way because they don't see Mm -hmm. you the same way that they see your white friends and so kind of like those things but I don't think I got an explicit like Mm -hmm. the and I can't I don't know if I just like inherently knew this or what but the like make sure your hands are visible you you comply exactly when you do Mm -hmm. exactly as they say you do not ever question it you do not ever try and argue your, your way out of it and I think now that I'm remembering this story, I think I do remember a little bit of like fear from my mom when the story was being told. Mm-hmm. And I could feel mm-hmm. that, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of still hanging out with the childhood subject. Having gone to a private Christian school that was predominantly white, how did that have an effect on your life, short <laughs> and or long? Okay. Um, well, I think it's interesting because I went to a predominantly white school for high school, but then I also went to a predominantly white school for college, and both of these experiences were vastly different. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that this. Um, <laughs> the high school was just so small and so my my mm-hmm. circle was very limiting and so yeah it did have an impact on me because one I know for a fact that I let a lot of racist comments or racist things um and not only racist but um like sexist homophobic like lots of things um go and I even said a lot of those things and had no idea that any of it was wrong until I went to Mm. college, which yes, still predominantly white, but just being open to more like a variety of different perspectives on life was more Mm eye-opening and more educating and just that like larger exposure was so much better for me. Um, Cause I mean, you're, you're only going to get so far if the people that you surround yourself with are like the same people or just like very small, close knit. If you don't expand your circle, you're not going to get those other narratives or those other perspectives. Mm 
Yeah. Well, I think even like, like we both went mm-hmm. to the same high school and like I can easily say I was extremely <laughs> self-racist Gosh. because of the people that I, you know, I was around and I didn't even like know or realize Yeah, that's that exactly me too. I was like, like, man, it was almost as if I didn't know I was black. Well, and, like, I remember specifically, like, one time just, like, walking through the gym and this kid just flat out goes, oh, there goes my beaner. And my mom happened to be walking by. And she said, what did he just call you? And I was like, he calls me out all the time. (laughs) It's cool. We're sweet. We're good. Oh, no. and like, and I thought that kind of stuff was just like, that's <laughs> just what they say. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> He's my friend, you know, but like, it wasn't until like, really, like my mom <laughs> called him out, went and talked to his mom, like it was his big deal. And like, I remember feeling like, like, should I be feeling like this is a big deal? And like, obviously yes but at the time i was kind of like this is so embarrassing <laughs> like let it go you know? mom. But, like, and like really though that's not okay yeah. <laughs> and good for your mom <laughs> no not at all i yes and like just even like you said you mentioned like homophobic mm-hmm. comments and like things like that like it was constant mm-hmm. and never yeah. ending and i feel like I getting away from that environment uh, uh-huh. in my eyes immensely. Yeah. And it is eye opening. <laughs> and it really is. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I am so sorry for the person I was in high school. I am so sorry. It was yeah. not okay. Yeah. Same here. Um, okay. Uh, what do you people talk about the least that has had the biggest impact on your life okay i don't know if this fully answers this question but um especially after what happened i think something i noticed and this also has to go back to um well okay kind of high school so um i mean just like that self racism kind of thing like in Mm-hmm. allowing other people to make racist comments and me like laugh at them and like make some also in my in return like I think I mm-hmm. shut people off to the or was trying to shut people off to the idea I was black like trying to like not let them know that I'm black which was it doesn't make any sense you obviously can see it but then like almost promoting like colorblindness and so then we mm. I think about like what people talk about the least I, for me is my blackness that people mm. like people not mm, how do I say this people not seeing me as black but just seeing me as you know, a funny, cool person, uh, just, you know, self-breaking here, but mm-hmm. like, oops, <laughs> but I feel like when people <laughs> don't talk about these things that are, or these tr- terrible things that are happening to the black community, um, especially like to me and when people don't acknowledge that that includes me, that, mm-hmm has definitely had the biggest impact on my life and not having friends to talk about these things with and having friends who talk about the other side of these issues and not even acknowledge the fact that a black life Mm -hmm. has like been lost um and them being like i don't see you as black mary but you're not like them mary that definitely had a huge impact on my life yeah oh yeah because Hmm. now i'm like say it loud i'm black and proud but i feel like i definitely right which i had this 
conversation with my mom because I had said something and she's like, well, why are you saying something now? It took me all these years to unlearn like what I thought I had to be to other people. It took me all these years to unlearn that I didn't have to make white people more comfortable than they already are. And it's okay for me Mm -hmm. to share these things and say these things because I am black. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um... This will this will be kind of more of a mm-hmm. teacher question. Um, as a white teacher of young black students, uh, I, mm-hmm. this is her speaking. I know I have a well-meaning presence, but I also acknowledge my own ignorance. How do I ensure that my black students feel empowered mm-hmm. in my classroom um, too? I feel like this also goes to just all teachers and how do all of your students feel empowered? Um, I know I feel empowered mm-hmm. when I feel seen. I feel like represented. I think that's why I latch on to Beyonce and Michelle Obama so much is because they're such strong, powerful women who are doing such good things. And in turn, I then see myself as somebody who could reach that status and reach that role. Um, mm-hmm. And when you have those models in your life and you have that representation in your life, then you start seeing yourself as empowered. That's the other thing about that predominantly white school is that I also didn't see anybody who looked like me and literally anybody who looked like me. And and I didn't see it in any of the books. And if I did, it was about slavery. And that's not empowering. And so growing up, it didn't feel empowering. And I think the only person I really had was my mom. Mm -hmm. And that can only I feel like that can only do so much. Love you, mom. But that can only do so much. Um, when in the real world you're just saying white, 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 white. And so as a teacher, you gotta be mm-hmm. giving your kids like gotta be showing them themselves. And that can be in the books you read, the way you talk mm-hmm. about your curriculum. I know me as a first grade teacher, I actively seek out books that represent all of my students and not only all of them in because it's powerful to have those models like a book about Michelle Obama a book about um uh Frida Kahlo I don't know um having those books about those people Mm -hmm. but it's also important to just have books that have people that look like your class like I had a book about Mm -hmm. a girl who I mean, this was, um, well, she was, she wore a hijab and I have some girls in my class who were, and the girl picked up the book and she goes, oh, it's me. This is me. And just that moment is so powerful mm-hmm. when a kid can pick up a book and be like, this is mm-hmm. me in a book. I cried. Okay. This Christmas, I found this book in this other teacher's classroom called Mary Had a Little Lamb, and the little girl was black and had glasses. Mm -hmm. And me, a 25-year-old woman, cried this Christmas when my mom got me that book because of how how much I, like, resonated with that book. I was like, this is me. This is literally me in a Mm -hmm. book. And I cried. And like thinking about how that girl just saw herself in that book and like not only having books that like are explicitly about other cultures and other um races but having almost like normal books like i don't know having like a black boy doing an everyday thing when the character could have easily have been white but Mm -hmm. the illustrator authored like particularly chose to make them black that's also very powerful and um not Mm -hmm. only that but are you only bringing out those books like is the first time that your class is seeing a black person or hearing about a black person during black history month because if so then you are doing it wrong Mm. those need my thing is I need to have I know I need to have more books. Like, this is definitely something I'm still working on because I was trying to, like, definitely during um, 
like I think of November during Native American Indigenous Peoples Month, I bring out as many books as I can um, and I like keep have them in the classroom and I check them out from the library. So I have to return them, but I am slowly starting to try and buy more of them. So I can keep them in my classroom year long and that they're not only out during that month because then there's says something even more about mm-hmm. kids just seeing it on a daily basis. And when kids not only see themselves, but then when they mm-hmm. see other people in the book, I also think that that like helps is anti-racist work because then they're learning about people who look different than them as well. And they're not seeing them mm-hmm. just in the news or like from what their family says. They're seeing them in, again, like more normal like situation that kids can relate to yeah Mm -hmm, absolutely and also on that note that's so good if you have any dr Mm -hmm. seuss books in your classroom get that shit out we do not have time to waste (laughs) on his racist ass Uh, no uh uh-uh. uh, don't do it. Do not do <laughs> Dr. Seuss's birthday. Do not dress up as a cat in a hat. Do not dress up as thing one, thing two. As great as you may think the Lorax is, no, we're not doing it. And I don't give a damn about your um how much they influenced you when you were a child. We're not doing it anymore. He is canceled. We're done. Move on. As uncomfortable as that might be for you, <laughs> listen to me, a black person, and get it out. I got no time for that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh I do. I think you have one more um, question. So and, uh, this one. All right. Um in what ways okay okay in what ways do I as a black woman want to see society change I mean the perfect society answer would be that racism homophobia sexism like fat phobia, Islamophobia, so many other things, phobias that don't exist. Um, but I think some of the real mm-hmm. things are um, people, a couple things, I guess, would be people engaging in conversations that are uncomfortable for them people listening Mm -hmm. to each other, people not, or people acknowledging their privilege and actual laws and systems that protect everyone, period. Period. No, that's that's really good. There's probably more to that, but that's what I got. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a lot to unpack. Have fun there. with that. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. And um, hopefully, this all right. These questions, these things, have sparked some interest for you, or have I don't know answered a couple questions you may have, or have put you on a path to answer those questions. Um, Again, I'm just one black person, just sharing my own experiences. Do do not like, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but like, don't, (laughs) don't say, Oh, well, Mary said, and she's my black friend. Don't do that. That, No one likes that. (laughs) You you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> and just know, like, when you're in this work and in this, um, yeah, when you're in this work, you it's, it's uncomfortable. It's hard. You're going to say things that you, you realize later you shouldn't have said. That's okay. That's part of learning. Um, some of the things we say in the classroom are, like, mistakes are proof that you're trying. And even though some people might think 
might say like you need to try harder you need to do better okay keep at it keep at it do not disengage that's the first thing keep at it keep learning keep unlearning um keep showing up yeah yeah work in um colleen i know you have a list Mm -hmm. of some um some some things for people to do like directly yeah yeah a list of just like ways we can um we can help the cause um we've got uh, a few different things there is multiple actually probably way more than this but do your own research here's one this is the uh minnesota freedom fund that you can donate to it's a bail fund that helps um bail people out when they are um arrested and booked for protesting and Mm -hmm. all of that um we've got a petition at change.org um uh, it's right there on the front page. It's you can sign that. It is a petition for justice for George Floyd, and it kind of um, it goes to keeping the officers being held accountable. Um, and there's also um, a couple more petitions on act.colorofchange.org. Um, that are going towards the same cause. Um, you can also text Floyd to five five one five six, and they prompt you with um, kind of instructions to follow as soon as you text that. Same with texting Justice to six six eight three six six. You can also text RESIST to 50409, and they actually help you get in contact with your representatives, and they kind of give you a guide on what to say um, in kind of the topic of police brutality and how to keep um, police officers accountable. Um, You can also donate to Black Lives Matter. Um, it's at www.secure.actblue.com. And finally, just use your platform, mm-hmm. no matter how big it is or how small it is. Um, you know, um, call out your friends, your family when things <laughs> are said that shouldn't be. Yeah. And um, yeah, call out like things like it, that. It's important to call out people and who are who are racist or making racist um, comments and then it's important to call in people to the conversation um in no me and Colleen are not suggesting that you go on to Facebook and start getting in arguments with every single one of your like racist friends I mean if you want to do that go for it um just know that yes you're going to come up with a lot of people who they're just not going to listen and I mean you're both just going to be arguing and that's just going to be the thing that's just going to be how it is um but do mm-hmm. do find ways to call out the people that are in your circle and call in those people um to this conversation and if you are scrolling on your social media and you are not seeing people talking about this you're going to need to do some work to find the people that are and start following them and mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah um, absolutely thank you colleen for again for sharing um with us your your experience your reactions and everything um this was really good for me i it's just really kind of cathartic to have someone to talk to and even some of the questions were really good for me to be thinking about um and to work through yeah yeah definitely and thank you for being open to the conversation and answering these questions because i know 
it definitely it's a very hard subject and um I'm sure bringing up some of these memories aren't that great but thank you for being willing to share yeah. and, and thank you listeners I, better. um i really hope that you you did listen if it got uncomfortable you stayed engaged and you listened as well and you go, might i encourage you now to go back and and those things that did make you uncomfortable ask yourself why why is that is your white privilege white guilt white shame white yeah <laughs> it's a, it's the whiteness <laughs> whiteness it's gonna make you uncomfortable (laughs) and i don't know you're gonna have to walk through that so (laughs) that's really like encouraging i know (laughs) to leave you with but that's the work (laughs) yeah um, go out and do the work thank you (laughs) (laughs) 